This episode of Weekly Weird News is sponsored by Upstart and by Quip. We talk about robots a lot, mostly on our weekly tech show. But this robot news simply could not wait for that. It has to go out now. Elon Musk has done it again, folks. The man whose companies have popularized electric cars and dominated the private space rocket industry, he sure does like piggybacking off of those successes to go on and make stunning, almost dare I say, unbelievable promises about what his companies are working on in the long term. From colonizing the planet Mars to implanting computers into people's brains. To digging big old holes under the Earth. Imagine transportation, but underground. And way more complicated. But uh, yeah, this latest example of Elon Musk uh, maybe jumping the shark a bit is Teslabot, a new AI-powered humanoid robot that's more advanced than anything else out there. Musk unveiled Teslabot at the end of AI Day, a presentation held this past Friday which focused mainly on improvements to Tesla's car's self-driving features. At this point, we've all seen Tesla's self-driving, so despite what seems like some pretty serious work that's gone into it, none of this is particularly exciting, especially since you still need to have your hands on the wheel and your eyes on the road, defeating the entire purpose of self-driving cars. Because, mm. look... I'm not saving any energy or time. Yeah, it's and it's literally, the fact that you call it self-driving Yeah, it's is, not self-driving. I'm holding the car's hand the whole time. What's and also the, the, the car's like, well, we can't really tell if he's not looking at the road at night. We haven't... Uh, you, for some reason, that technology uh, isn't implemented in the car. Whoops. But uh, about two hours into the event, they surprised everyone with this sleek and sexy robot that looks like something right out of a sci-fi movie. First, it was just some CG-rendered stills, but then the Tesla bot actually took the stage. Folks, it is real. And it's... dancing? Hmm. Hmm. Okay, yeah, as you can probably tell by this point, that is not actually a robot, it's just a guy in a suit. And Elon confirmed this as soon as he got on the mic. But he said that it will be real. Can it dance? Uh, I mean, you just saw it dance, so. <laughs> we downloaded Fred Astaire's entire brain into this robot. It's got all the stolen Fortnite dances that uh, children crave. Carlton just punches something in the background. So he's like, yeah, look, that was just a guy in a suit. Ha ha. But it's actually happening. And then he made some very uh, stunning promises about what TeslaBot will be capable of, according to Elon. It's no big stretch to simply apply the massive amount of AI, machine learning, and computer vision, etc., from Tesla's cars to a robot. Just beep, bop, boop. This robot's going to stand five foot eight inches tall, weigh 125 pounds, walk at five miles per hour, carry up to 45 pounds, and deadlift up to 150 pounds. And yeah, we usually convert imperial units to metric for our viewers in the rest of the world. But in this case, that would be a giant waste of time because this is all very likely total, complete bullshit especially the promise that a working prototype of the Tesla bot will be revealed sometime next year. Isn't that truck supposed to be out in like three months? It's supposed to be out in like negative three years. <laughs> Look, uh, we'd love to be wrong about this, but there's just not a whole lot of reasons to believe that this is little more than an early product concept that only exists on some PowerPoint slides. The idea of applying Tesla's work in AI to robotics certainly makes sense in theory. But the actual robotics side of thing is where this starts to reek of bullshit. We cover Boston Dynamics a lot because they've been at the forefront of robotics for nearly 20 years. But even their humanoid robot, Atlas, impressive as it is, remains a big, bulky prototype in need of constant supervision and maintenance even after a decade in development. James Vincent of The Verge summed up the absurdity of the Tesla bot in an article published after the event. So let's read. 
Even by Musk's standards, it was a bizarre and brilliant bit of tomfoolery, a multi-purpose sideshow that trolled Tesla skeptics, fed the fans, ginned up the share price, and created some eye-catching headlines. The latter being particularly important in a week when most Tesla news has focused on a federal investigation into a tendency of the company's autopilot software to crash into parked emergency vehicles. Forget about all that, says Musk. Just look at the person in the spandex suit. Next year, it'll be a real robot. I promise. Do you believe him? Should you believe him? I won't answer that for you, but I want to restate the facts. Elon Musk got up on stage last night and promised that Tesla, a company whose driver assist software is unable to reliably avoid parked ambulances, would soon build a fully functioning humanoid robot. Musk said that the machine would be able to follow human instructions intuitively, responding correctly to commands like, please go to a store and get me the following groceries. He outlined these scenarios and then said, yeah, I think we can do that. (laughs) This was minutes after he'd ushered away the best demo of the Tesla bot available, a dancer in a spandex suit. If nothing else, you have to admire the chutzpah. This robot, it will walk down the street and literally punch an ambulance because your car isn't able to. Find the nearest ambulance and just beat the shit out of it. (laughs) Yes, my queen. Tesla bot engage. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) The article continues... To put Musk's claims in context, remember that Boston Dynamics, a company which makes Atlas, the most advanced bipedal robot in the world, has never described its machines as anything but R&D. Atlas, says Boston Dynamics, is simply a way to push the cutting edge of robotics. It's not even close to commercial deployment. In recent videos of the machine, the company showed how difficult building a bipedal robot is and how often Atlas trips and falls. It's also worth noting that Boston Dynamics has been working on Atlas and its bipedal predecessors for more than a decade. Musk thinks he can leapfrog their work in a year. Carl Berry, a lecturer in robotics engineering at the UK's University of Central Lancashire, put things to me in less uncertain terms. Quote, Calling it horseshit sounds generous, frankly. I'm not saying that he shouldn't be doing research like this, but it's the usual overblown hype. Barry stressed that deploying robotics and AI in manufacturing usually requires making the simplest machine possible, not the most complex. I'm not saying Tesla researching this stuff isn't a good thing, he said, but between them and companies like Boston Dynamics, they leave the public with unrealistic expectations of what robotics is currently capable of or will be for many years. I mean, he literally sent a person in a spandex suit out. It would be... It's going to look like this. It is on the level of, like, if he didn't do the it's a human in a suit reveal being like, Tesla bot, go get me some candy from the store. And then, yes, Mr. Musk. And then the human in a spandex suit yeah. came back with a bag full of candy. I mean, it would be kind of brilliant if they did just start selling uh, like indentured servants under the guy. They're like, oh, your, bot, your robot's on the way. It's literally awesome from South Park. And you just need to feed it uh, these nutrient packs. And uh, also he does... Still need to take a shit. Yeah, it's like they, you plug in the power to the robot, but it's just soylent coming through yeah. the pipe into the, into the machine. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it does everything I ask of it. It uh, speaks perfect English. It's wow. It's like, yeah, you're literally just paying a, a butler. Yes. Who's dressed up funny. You're paying Musk for the butler. <laughs> yeah. I, the funniest thing to me is like, because Atlas, as, as advanced as Atlas is, he doesn't have hands yet. Because like robotic human hands is extremely complicated. That is that is really fine motor skills. And this fucking robot here, this slim, svelte, uh, sexy robot, has just perfect one-to-one human hands. Yeah. He can, he can give you a hand job. That's what I was just going to say. Tesla bot, jerk me off. He can finger your butt. <laughs> Tesla bot, uh, it's time for my nightly colon check. Yeah. yeah. We wouldn't want to get colon cancer, so give that thing a twirl. Just give it a good little twirl. Tesla bot, two fingers tonight, please. 
<laughs> Tesla bot, I'm feeling loose. <laughs> Tesla bot, get the poppers. <laughs> but listen, look, we might be more credulous about this if Elon and Tesla didn't have a long history of just making lofty promises that they never end up delivering on. Uh, in 2016, Elon said that in two years, you'd be able to summon a Tesla car from anywhere connected by land and not blocked by borders. Like if you're in LA and your car is in New York. In 2017, he said that full self-driving was three to six months away. And then when full self-driving eventually did get added, its name was extremely misleading to say the least. Uh, in 2019, he said that by 2020, there would be 1 million Tesla robo-taxis on the road. In 2017, he said that a Tesla semi-truck with a 500-mile range would be available in 2019. None of these things happen. And perhaps the biggest example of how Elon's promises uh, differ from what he actually delivers is The Boring Project, which was pitched as this like futuristic network of tunnels for autonomous cars and buses. But in reality, it's literally just a short, narrow tunnel under the Las Vegas Convention Center that's like... It's, it's a shuttle tram, but without tracks, and it just uses Tesla cars. So it's, it's a, actually less efficient than a shuttle yeah, tram. It's a test drive for both things, a Tesla car and yeah. driving on a private road for rich people. It's lame, and it's a big disappointment. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. Sure, yeah. It certainly... Also, he broke the windows on the Tesla truck. It would have been <laughs> funny if they came out and like hit the robot, and it just started yeah. bleeding everywhere. Yeah. But that's actually, that's not supposed to happen. Uh... <laughs> Bad robot. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I guess, yeah, it would be cool, I guess, if Tesla did manage to develop the most advanced robot the world has ever seen in like the shortest possible time period. That's the that thing. That would be cool, like, I guess. And it's also like when he was talking about Neuralink while the people that we were actually working on the project were like, oh! Yeah, his own scientist just like, oh, Elon, stop making promises that we have yeah, no like, way of following up will on. Will the Cybertruck eventually come out? Sure. D at, at, didn't he recently say that like it might balloon in price yeah. to like an outrageous amount of money? He, him and Kanye have the same problem where it's like Kanye would be better off just releasing his albums as a surprise yeah. instead of hyping himself up and then falling short. Like yes. Elon Musk is like debuting prototypes of cars like years before they have the chance to ever make it to market. He's, he's making big predictions about shit that doesn't end up happening. Just stick to and, what you got. What you got's like pretty cool already, I'd say. And on purpose puts the pressure on his employees yeah. who have monumental tasks as it is. You guys, everyone's excited, so you wouldn't want to let them down, would you? You wouldn't. You, want you wouldn't want to let me down, would you? So we'll see about all this. Meanwhile, Ford's just like robot. Yeah, uh, electric truck. We'll have them out next year. Yeah, I know. And it's they can a... power your house for two days. Uh huh. Anyways, and they can crab walk. <laughs> oh, that's the Hummer. Uh, I think. Is it a Chevy or I think Ford might the have The Hummer added is the crab walk. Yeah, but there's another truck that also has the crab walk. Now. The Ford has the giant front uh, front trunk mm -hmm. that uh, can hold all of your ice for all your beers in it. Yeah. So there's a lot of cool stuff. And they're actually making it. Yeah. Unlike the Cybertruck, which uh, so far seems to just be one of. Then it's for Elon Musk to drive to Nobu and Malibu in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not exactly street legal, by the way. Yeah. What are you going to do about it? Pull me over? You can't. It's a fucking Cybertruck. I'll run over your cop car. It's too big for any garage. Moving on to Afghanistan news. Mm. The U.S. military has pulled out of Afghanistan after nearly 20 years. And as proof that the entire two-decade war was mostly pointless, the Taliban has retaken the entire country in just a matter of days. And yes, despite our stance that leaving Afghanistan is good and should have been done a long, long time ago, the Taliban is also very bad. You can hold these two thoughts 
in your head at once. It's not very hard. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people are rightfully upset about what the Taliban's return to power means for women and girls. But aside from evacuating as many people as possible, the only real long-term solution would be to just keep U.S. troops over there literally forever. Nah. But what if there were another way? Well, the witches of Reddit's r slash witchcraft think that the answer might just be witchcraft. Mm. Last week, one user posted the following. I'm looking to organize a max hexing of the Taliban forces in Afghanistan right now. Nothing has been put together yet, and I'm looking for people who are wiser than I in this sort of magic. I just want as many forces as possible working against them as we can muster up. And then they, they also announced that they had created r slash bewitch the Taliban to uh, focus specifically on this and collaborate with other users on using magic to defeat the Taliban. Yeah. Because we've tried everything else out. Might as well try magic. Uh, so the Reddit witch community, they have been a bit divided over how exactly to accomplish this and uh, what the dangers are for attempting it. Mm -hmm. uh, one user wrote the following under the post title, PSA, be careful when bewitching the Taliban. Greetings, greetings, fellow <laughs> practitioners of magic. <laughs> As you're all aware, Afghanistan is in a very dire situation, and many of us are preparing rituals and performing incantations to help alleviate the human suffering that is occurring there. The Taliban, as horrible as they are, have shown themselves to be very spiritually aware, and they routinely take steps to dispel, ward off, and weaken magic. They have incantations and rituals of their own which can at the very least neutralize us and at worst can cause damage to our spiritual selves, perhaps through some sort of hex blowback. In addition to this, it's worth taking note that many different highly spiritual cultures and peoples have lived on the land of Afghanistan. Many ancient Indian civilizations, the Medes, Archimenides, Seleucids, Greeks, Scythians, Parthians, Kushans, Sasanids, Islamic empires, and more. Each of these people, their gods, traditions, and customs have shaped the land currently known as Afghanistan. Bear this in mind when contracting, beseeching your gods of choice. They may not be the best or have much power considering the history of the land. Central Asia is a melting pot of people and magic. It's worth knowing this before putting all into your complex and time-consuming rituals. I find bewitching evil movements very spiritually draining and I've gotten sick due to blowback on occasions. I just want y'all to be careful as these people are not exactly normies when it comes to witchcraft, which they call seer. I like how the biggest worry is that you might get sick doing it. Yeah. Ugh. When the real worry, if you were to believe all of this, would be that uh, bewitching uh, and putting a hex on people, it has effects on the world around these yeah. people. Like, for example, when witches put a hex on Donald Trump, thus creating the coronavirus, which would eventually remove him as president because of his obvious mishandling of very important things. They did. But and, in the meantime, the witches caused the deaths of millions. And they discussed that on the subreddit. Someone, someone commented Did they on, really? I was just making that up. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, I didn't. This, this subreddit, just reading it was just annoying to me. But I, there was one comment on the first post. It's like, listen, last time we did something like this, we created COVID. So let's just chill out, guys. Look, it didn't take me very long to get from point A to point B. So that's uh, something that, you know. Imagine being one of these Reddit witches and feeling the immense guilt of having created COVID. There's every day. at least a few that have done that. It's yeah. like when a wolf person at the school accidentally scratches someone. Uh-huh. Yeah. Look, I'm not saying these witches aren't dangerous. I'm just saying they seem to spend a lot of time at the outside tables at Starbucks doing tarot readings for free. Yeah. 
But yeah, sure enough, the witches who have tried to curse the Taliban have run into some serious trouble. Here's a post titled, Do Not Face Allah Alone When Astral Projecting. Jesus. Today, today while astral projecting, I summoned Allah to try and weaken him so our hexing spells would work better. He is so fucking powerful. I am not at a power level to do this alone. I barely escaped with my life, and I'm spiritually injured to a great amount, but I think I'll make it. I can't imagine what he would do to a new, unsuspecting witch. I'm scared that I will have to face him again soon if I ever want to continue astral projecting. I'm currently burning healing incense and drawing spiritual energy from my crystals to try and heal as quickly as possible. Please be safe, everyone. Allah is much stronger than I first imagined, and we will have to do this together if we want to slay a god. You should have never closed down malls. Malls gave these people a place to go and be seen and do their rave dances and yeah. all their kinds. And now, look what happens when witches have time on their hands. They're trying to pick a fight with Allah, a man worshipped by billions of people. What yeah. did you think was going to happen, lady? <sighs> and, you know, spooky season is right around the corner. Their power is only going to get greater. Yeah. And their attempts to take down regimes, only more bold. So if you're if you're a witch watching this, please, Scott, no hexes. Please. If you think uh, giving the world COVID was bad to get rid of Donald Trump, you ain't seen nothing until you try to put a hex on us. Yeah, you're not gonna like it. Anyway, as one Twitter user pointed out, the last uh, post about not one v oneing uh, Allah is quote talking about Allah like he's from a DLC intended to be started after completing the main <laughs> quest. Just FYI, uh, Allah is like level fifty, so you're gonna want to build up to it. <laughs> Literal plot armor. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and in a reply to that tweet, someone else pointed out, also, this means that Allah is canonically on the Taliban's <laughs> side, uh, which, I mean, yeah, great point. Uh, this whole thing is extremely Islamophobic uh, when you break it all down, so maybe stop. Yeah. Uh, also, it treats Allah as if he's somehow entirely distinct from the gods of other uh, Abrahamic religions when the Muslim faith is pretty clear about him being very much the same God as the ones Jews and Christians worship. Yeah, that's pretty key detail yes I don't know but does, uh, does Allah put his arm in the way when you try to do heroin I don't know well I mean he wouldn't because uh, so he knows that someone would make a painting of it and he doesn't like that that's true I mean this yeah, this uh, Afghan situation is not great so uh, if you think witchcraft is going to work well uh, at least you're not doing drugs or maybe you're doing too many drugs I don't know. All this is going to do is result in a bunch of, like, far-right people actually going after witches again. Oh, man. Yeah. Well. Been a while. See if she floats. Anyway, yeah. speaking of non-Muslims in Afghanistan, though, uh, there is literally one Afghan Jew left in the country. And that's been the case since 2005 when the one other Jew left in Afghanistan died. Uh, previously, from the late 70s to the mid-90s, every other Afghan Jew left the country due to war and unrest. But aside from a few years in Turkmenistan, Zablon Simonatov stayed in Afghanistan, and it looks like he has decided to continue to stay there in spite of common sense and in spite of the efforts of other Jews outside of Afghanistan to rescue him. He literally had an opportunity this past week to leave Afghanistan safely and for free, and he turned it down because... His rescuers weren't willing to help him out with his last-minute demand for $50,000 to pay off his debts. So, they're like, all right, well, we came all the way here. You sure you don't want to come? Mm. No, leave me. Yeah. I'll fine. be fine. 
But uh, going back a bit, up until 2005, Zavlon uh, Zimitov was one of just two Jews left in Afghanistan. And you'd think the two men would find some camaraderie in their plight, especially since they both lived inside of Afghanistan's last Jewish temple. But Zavlon Zimitov uh, and Ishak Levin actually fucking hated each other. I was like Larry David and Alan Dershowitz. Yeah. Uh, they hated each other so much that when the Taliban imprisoned them both, they argued with each other so much that the Taliban chose to release them rather than listen to any more of their bickering. Uh, the, their years-long feuds seemed to have started because Zablon suggested that the much older Ishak should move to Israel, which deeply offended Ishak, apparently. Oh, you want me to leave so Why you, don't you can leave? be the last Jew? Why don't you leave? Yes. Over the years, the two men repeatedly reported each other to the Taliban for real or completely made-up crimes. Yeah. Guys, stop! We don't care! Yeah. But this is a good tactic if you... Uh, Just if be so annoying that they release you from Taliban prison. Yes. Just get the fuck out. Get, go away! Uh, here's a clip from a documentary that was made about the last two Jews in Afghanistan, where we see uh, Ishak Levin, the older guy, and uh, Zablon Simonitov just yelling at each other over nothing. <laughs> We can still talk, Ishak. <laughs> no, I saw your arm around the Taliban soldier. And they just they live on opposite ends of this, this synagogue and just, just scream at each other all day. I said dinger. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yeah, the, the guy that was in the clip, he died in 2005. And so Zablon has been the lone Jew in Afghanistan for the last 16 years. I bet he's a little bit sad about it, though. He doesn't have anyone to argue with. No, he, he, was, re he was interviewed when the, when the man died, and he said, no, I don't feel bad at all. I'm glad he's dead. Ah, give him a couple of years, though. He probably <laughs> misses him now. No, I don't think so. Uh, but yeah, as it became clear over the last few months that the Taliban would likely be returning to power once the U.S. pulled its troops, he actually said that he was planning on, on finally leaving. And there was an international effort to help him do just that. A lot of people set aside valuable time and energy and money to help this man escape the Taliban. Here's uh, the New York Post. The last Jewish resident of Afghanistan will be staying put, according to multiple people involved in an international effort to rescue him. Zebulon Zimantov, 62, has lived in the country all his life and currently resides in the capital of Kabul, where he lives in what remains of the country's last synagogue. He originally hails from the western city of Herat and previously worked as a restaurant owner and carpet dealer, according to the past media reports. Simontov was on board to flee as late as Tuesday. 
As chaos consumed the streets of Kabul, a rescue mission organized by Modi Kahana, an American-Israeli businessman, was underway. Kahana, who runs a private security company, helped evacuate some of the last remaining Jews from war-torn Syria in 2014 and is currently involved in multiple ongoing rescue projects around Afghanistan, one of which had been Simontov. Quote, I dealt with so many crazy people and he is on the top of the list, Kahana 53 told the Post, saying the curmudgeonly Semite vacillated until the end. On Tuesday, my team went to his home and he was packing, Kahana said, adding that Simontov then suddenly demanded $50,000 as a condition of departure and thwarting the plan. Quote, I don't pay people to save their life. <laughs> you should have mentioned this $50,000 a little sooner, buddy. Oh, you want Atari and $140 million? Yeah. It's also apparently one of the reasons he wants to stay behind is because he, uh, he had... He hasn't seen his wife in like 30 years because she left to go to Israel like way back in the day. But he's also refused to do the like Orthodox Jewish thing where you grant a divorce. Yeah. So if the husband doesn't do it, the woman remains like technically married. And so uh, if he moves to Israel, he can actually be like punished by the law for doing that. So he's just like, wait, they might take me to Israel. I'll go to prison. I'd rather stay here and deal with the Taliban (laughs) and go to jail in Israel. Or see my wife again. Yeah, he really doesn't... He's extremely petty because he could just divorce her. It wouldn't make any difference, but uh, sounds like he likes holding Sounds like uh, the Taliban was right, and he is annoying. He's very annoying. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, update on the Soldier Boy thing. Uh, apparently, he had bought or come into possession of a bunch of Atari coin, which is in cryptocurrency. That explains it. Yeah. Did he think that by buying enough of the coins, he would buy the company? I don't know. But if he believes that... I got a bunch of Stanley Nichols for him to buy. No, I'm surprised he hasn't made his own cryptocurrency. Yeah, I feel Soldier like... Soldier coin. Yeah, why not? Yeah. yeah. Anyways, let's move on to some news from here in the U.S. of A. Uh, the next big elections here are happening in November of 2022, when a whole lot of House and Senate seats will be up for grabs. And one man running to be in the U.S. Senate is Ohio Republican Josh Mandel. And for a taste of what this man can do for the people of Ohio, uh, here's a recent Twitter post by Mr. Mandel. Perrysburg, Ohio. Inside the Five is a cool brewery started by two NFL vets. Great food and spirited waitresses. Even though Brienne was sick today, she came to work because she knew they were short servers. Mm. These are the type of American workers that make our country strong. Mm. And there he is uh, with his arm around that sick waitress uh, and a picture of the brewery. Put Just putting her and the brewery she works at just completely on blast, as if all this is good. <sighs> So the brewery immediately went into damage control mode, sending the waitress home and issuing a statement about how disappointed they were that she came in feeling sick. Mandel then doubled down, posting on Twitter, Hey, Inside the Five, instead of giving in to the woke mob, how about having your employees back and giving her a raise? While so many people are getting paid to sit home and do nothing, Brienne muscled through feeling under the weather and came to work. Yeah, Josh, that's the problem. That's why people are upset. You see... The woke mob just hates it when people spread illnesses at their place of work, which involves serving food. Because in a lot of cases, I don't know about in brands, but in a lot of cases, um, you can't afford to miss work, even if you are sick. Yeah, and that's the reason she did it. And obviously the restaurant, they bear a lot of the blame for this. But uh, yeah, he's just like, what's what's the big deal? Why is everyone so mad that this woman with uh, the fucking sniffles or whatever is just walking around breathing on people's tables, bringing them food. What's the big deal? Uh, Eventually, after receiving loads of bad attention and negative reviews, Inside the Five just went ahead and deleted its Twitter (laughs) account. 
this Senate candidate's post about how much he liked the brewery ended up being terrible for their business. Yeah, just this guy, he's, a, he's an assassin. Business assassin. He's a business assassin. He goes in, he, he, he leaves a five-star Yelp review, and in the process, destroys the business. Yeah. It's, uh, it's a new tactic I haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but amazingly, what, 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 what makes the story so much better is that this isn't even the first time this month that Senate candidate Josh Mandel has made a post praising a business which immediately put that business at risk. Earlier in August, he tweeted about getting a late-night haircut from a barber that he found who cuts hair out of his home, which is in most cases against the law in Ohio. You can't run a barbershop out of your apartment. He even provided the guy's website, major cross streets, and a photo of him (laughs) with the barber. Um, Not sure if any consequences await that barber, but I'm sure he probably- Better uh, vote for me or this place is gonna get shut down. He probably didn't like the fact that a uh, Senate candidate tweeted this information to the public. Trying to keep a low profile here. but anyway, the election's still over a year away, so Josh Mandel has plenty of time to inadvertently harm plenty of businesses while trying to publicly praise them. Uh, other businesses are going to start paying him to go to their yeah, rivals go down and give positive reviews. Mm-hmm. You can get out of the ice cream shop, get a big, get a picture of you with no mask on, just giving a big lick. It was great. I saw the chef go into the bathroom. Uh, he didn't waste time. He didn't waste any time washing his hands. He got right back to work, and that's the kind of that's the kind of grit we need. In these United States. Hey, at this restaurant, they don't wash the grill because they know all the flavor comes from the, the filthy, yeah. crusty grill. Mm. Mm. Wouldn't want to eat it anywhere with it. Tastes like metal. Ew, gross. Clean grill. Get out of here. But before we get into the headlines half of this show, this episode is sponsored by Upstart. If you're carrying a credit balance month after month, it can feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of debt. Upstart can help you make that final payment so you can get ahead. Upstart is a fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get one fixed monthly payment. Upstart knows that you're more than just a credit score and is expanding access to affordable credit. Unlike other lenders, Upstart considers your income and current employment to find you a smarter rate for your loan. With a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate up front for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. You can receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com weird. That is upstart.com weird. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided on your loan application. Go to upstart.com weird. This episode is also sponsored by Quip. Fill in the blank. Brush, floss, then... If you didn't say rinse, you may not be getting clean. Gamers rinse up. <laughs> yes. Mouthwash is a key part of your whole mouth's health because it gets between teeth to kill bad breath germs and help strengthen enamel. Thankfully, the oral care experts at Quip created a super simple way to make mouthwash part of your daily oral care routine. Quip's new mouthwash comes with a refillable dispenser that's delightful to use and sleek enough to fit on any bathroom counter. It's got a sleek modern design with five colors and two high-end finishes to choose from, a small footprint on your counter, and a built-in dosage cup. Quip mouthwash kills bad breath germs, helps prevent cavities, and leaves you feeling fresh thanks to a formula that gives your mouth everything that it needs and nothing it doesn't. Their four times concentrate has fluoride, xylitol, and CPC, but they left out the artificial colors and stinging alcohol that you'll find in a lot of other rinses. And it's good for you and the planet. The four times concentrated formula means Quip ships less water and more good for you ingredients. 
Each eco-friendly refill replaces a big bulky 470 milliliter bottle from one of those other brands once diluted, and Quip's refill bottles are made from 100% recycled plastic. Add a mouthwash refill plan and make sure your rinse never runs out. With customizable subscription, you can get refills automatically delivered straight to your door every three months. Pair Quip mouthwash with a Quip electric toothbrush and a Quip refillable flosser, and you'll be surprised at how easy and fun it can be to keep your whole mouth healthy. And if you go to getquip.com slash weeklyweird5 right now, you can get $5 off a mouthwash starter kit. That is $5 off a mouthwash starter kit, which includes a refillable dispenser and a 90-dose supply of Quip's four times concentrated formula at getquip.com slash weeklyweird5, spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash weeklyweird5. Quip, the good habits company. All right, let's get into the headlines, mm -hmm. starting with... Uh... This one from Afghanistan. Coming home, Brit Miles Rutledge evacuated out of Kabul after insane Afghanistan holiday got way out of hand. Yeah, I was sort of following this week. I, I kept seeing updates. He got, he got, well, so he went there and he was like, everything's great. And he's like taking pictures. Yeah, he, he like, just looked up what, what's the most dangerous place in the, in the world to go visit. And so he goes to Afghanistan, didn't even fucking realize the like US pullout was happening this summer. Yeah. And of course he's there right as that all goes down. just Taking pictures in like US armored vehicles and... Yeah, he, where he really, like this, everyone's cheering on this guy, oh, he's a fucking legend, but like he uh, very well may have like put a lot of people's lives at risk because he like, he was just posting the entire way through. He, at one point he like gave away the location of like a UN safe house that's like supposed Jeez. to, like where him and a bunch of other people were like being holed up while they awaited uh, a flight out of Kabul. And then like, he had an interpreter with him the whole time that he was talking about who was like a, you know, had worked for the Afghan army. And he like, he was talking to journalists just giving this guy's name, like his full name away and like details about this guy. It was like, they're gonna fucking kill Look, this guy. It's very obvious that this person doesn't think things through. No, he's so, a fucking jackass. But yeah. yeah he, you know, he posted- And then he got, he got uh, taken to Dubai, right? And then yeah. got taken home from there. But yeah. He, he's. <laughs> It, it was kind of funny when it started because he posted all this on like 4chan. Just yeah. Like, hey, lads, I'm here in uh, here in Afghanistan. They're like, bullshit. And he kept posting proof yeah, over and like, over again. I think this guy's telling the truth. Yeah. What an idiot. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll have lots of banter for the rest of his days. Yeah, but he can't use the banter at Nando's because Nando's around the country are closing, apparently. Yeah, they're out of chicken, I guess. I don't know. It's very big, sad. Big chicken shortage. It's too bad. Don't know what you got till it's gone. Wings are like... In LA, at least, it was like twenty dollars for uh, a couple of wings. Now, yeah, I bought some wings recently. It was not cheap. You got to do but it. But I yourself. wanted them. Yeah, can't go out for. You can't go out anymore, and you yeah. certainly can't go out for wings anymore. You can't. It's a real shame. Taliban militants have burnt down an amusement park a day after they were enjoying rides. You know, I thought these guys changed. Uh, I was like, this is a new Taliban. They like to have fun. They work hard. They play hard. They're going around in bumper cars yeah. and the merry-go-round. But nope, they burned the place down after they used it. A little hypocritical, I think. Yeah. They're like, this was a lot of fun. We should we make sure no one it. ever can ever enjoy it ever again. Yeah, this is, a, this is a threat. Yeah. That sucks. Turns out these Taliban guys might not be the heroes that everyone thought they were. No, I think, I think they might not be. They might not have the people's best interests. I like how when they, when they took over in Kabul and like took over control of the government, they're like, all right, where's all the ladies at? We want some women up here uh, in the government positions. We're, we changed. Yeah. We changed. We promise. So everything's going to be fine. It's going to be totally fine, guys. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, well... Don't believe it. <laughs> well, maybe not so much. Mm-hmm. When we said things would be the same, we meant that they would be different. The same as 1999. Mm. So there you go. Anyways. Colorado governor voids 1864 order to kill Native Americans. Whew. Now I can stop living in fear. Yes. <laughs> All right. Everything's back to normal. We fixed it. It's a fun little rule we have here in the state of Colorado is that uh, all Indians who uh, walk into the state, sorry, not people from India, but just, you know, engines, that's what we used to call them. If they enter the borders of Colorado, you can shoot them. It's actually your duty to. It's your duty. Yeah. We told them back in 1864, if you see one, shoot them. And uh, that law, for some reason, remains <laughs> in effect till today. Uh, it's a good thing they got rid of this. Yeah, I think so. I don't. I hope no one ever abused it, or abused it. Even did it. Your Honor, my client is innocent. Clearly, have you looked at the 1864 order? If you didn't want him to do it, why did you instruct him to, to pass do it? that law? It was very clear. Anyways, uh, glad that's gone. Yeah, it's a good step in the right direction, mm-hmm. uh, making murder illegal again for Native Americans. Running on that platform, making murder illegal. Again. Make murder illegal again. Yeah. It's a winning platform. Yeah. Nude man stabs second nude man on Seattle sidewalk. And there's no real other details. This happened in the morning. Mm-hmm. It's like 8 a.m. Someone's not a very good morning person. Yeah. I don't know what they were doing before that. Down at the local fishmonger. Just, uh, yeah. Naked man stabbed naked man. Just a nude crime. In Seattle. In Seattle. Where it's cold. Well, not recently. No, it's all right. This is the best time of year. It's, okay. actually, it's actually like miserably hot. Uh, that's why they were naked. Yeah, that's probably why. Mm-hmm. No AC. Too hot. So these men are innocent. <laughs> probably not. Man arrested after deputies find stolen horse inside bedroom. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Did, did there, was there a neigh behind that door? <laughs> no. I was me. <laughs> sorry, I have a little bit of a cold. You might want to step back. He's you might be got like a <laughs> Got his down comforter on the horse. Like, this is my... Uh, uh, this is my... It's a statue. This is my statue where I keep my blanket during the day. It's a storage room. Yeah, I don't know what this guy thought he was going to do, because it sounds like he doesn't have any sort of barn. So he stole a horse, and he's like, well, shit, where am I going to keep this thing? Excuse me, is that a horse with a giant fucking horse cock? Like, I don't even think he has a garage. I think he... Because, yeah, well, if he had a garage, he would just keep the horse in there. I don't know why he's keeping it in a bedroom. The horse for didn't for seem to mind. Air conditioning. Yeah. Horse is having a great time. This is way nicer than where I live. <laughs> I live in a barn. I live it in a sucks. fucking barn. The floor is covered in dirt and hay. Yeah. This room's nice. Excuse me. Um, why does it smell like horse shit in here? That's that's how they caught him. Yeah. The police came and like the guy answered the door. There's just horse shit all inside the house. And they're like, uh, we heard there might be a stolen horse here. He's like, what makes you say that? I don't know what you're that? talking about. What makes you say that? <laughs> That's human shit. By I poop the way. all over this place. I'm incontinent completely. This is a private residence, and I'd like you to leave. <laughs> nay, get out of here. I say nay to that, mm-hmm. officer. Maine lawmaker whose wife just died of COVID joins anti vax rally. What can you really say? <sighs> I, but I. This guy's wife literally dies of COVID, and the next week he's at one of the he's at an anti-vax rally. Up until this week, I had only seen the reposts of the Herman Cain Award. Yeah. On leopards ate my face, like it was just like you know all this, all like the more prominent people would rise to the top. 
Um, I don't actually don't know if it'll be good for your mental health to actually go to the Herman Cain Award subreddit, but it is chock full of stories like this, multiple a day of just people who, there's very sad ones and then there's ones that make you want to put your head through a wall. Yeah. It's, you know, a vast variety of, of stuff just like this, where people just either, it's either hubris or they just can't learn or they just refuse to believe reality. Yeah. It's, it's, it's sad, but also like when it comes down to like lawmakers, people in positions of power who are doing this kind of stuff, like it's hard to feel bad for them because they're actually actively yeah. convincing other people to do things that will get them very sick or With die. With this guy, it's clearly he's just in too deep. Yeah. He decided to Yeah, be... because going back the other way would admit that, yeah. you know, his wife died for no reason, a yeah. completely preventable disease. Yeah, he's in it too deep. That's I think that's like a lot of people, they... It's like at this point... They even, can't turn around Even now. if they get the disease or someone they love does, it's like, well, uh... You see Trump got booed at his rally? Yeah, Donald Trump's like, by the get way, vaxxed. I got the vaccine. It's I great. feel fine. Yeah. You should all get it. And it was like, boo! <laughs> the only thing he could say to make his own fans boo him. It's It's crazy. It's crazy. Uh, some lighter news. Ship that blocked the Suez Canal to try again. To block it again? Well, you know. I mean, this... Uh, I bet you can't block it twice. This captain has the potential to do the funniest thing that has ever happened. I'll fucking do it again. And here it is. The Ever Given entering the Suez Canal. It's... Uh, oh, God, no. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Oh, my God. He's done it again. He's done it again. Well... At least the world can focus on that for a little while longer. They might do it as a distraction. I hope Afghanistan. so. Yeah. They're like, uh, hey, what about the the women and children of Afghanistan? Oh, you mean the boat stuck in the Suez Canal? Get the ever given. Get it in the canal right now. We need, hey, start the Olympics back up again. A British village is on the hunt for a vandal who pours beans on people's front door. You'll never catch me. I'm pouring beans. What the fuck? This motherfucker is pouring beans. On people's doors, it's it's a it's a. I never thought of this as like a, a vandalism, but yeah, it's real gross, it's, it's disgusting. You don't like cleaning it up, especially these British beans. It's all like got that brown juice, and uh, yeah. And I, I I see it as uh, breakfast delivered. I mean, my dog would love it. Hey, can you bring some sausage next time? Yeah, and uh, bring bring some bangers and uh, a a fried tomato. And yeah, a completely uh, blackened tomato. Yeah, a, a couple slices of toast. Uh, whatever else they eat over there in Britain mm-hmm. for breakfast. It's all kinds of stuff. They have big fancy breakfast. They do. I like the beans on the toast. I do too. I, I was like, when in Britain, I'm gonna try it, and I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah. And I thought the grilled tomato was great too. I did too. I just didn't like the uh, what is it, the blood pudding or whatever. I liked that. It was a little weird. Not but for me. I didn't mind it. And wait till you try fish and chips. The chips, they're actually French fries. The one that I I think I will never have the courage to try is uh, the jellied eels. Yeah, I have no idea about it. They capture eels out of the Thames, the Thames, and they they do something to them that basically naturally turns them into jello. So it's like fish jello. Apparently, the big thing in the UK now is uh, American candy. Because of like YouTube and TikTok challenges, and like all oh. these uh, shops are having trouble keeping it in stock, but they're seeing it as a it's a boost in business like during what, the pandemic. What kind of candy? Just like Kit Kat, Snickers. Literally all American nerds. That's funny. All kinds of stuff. Our candy fucking sucks. Yeah, that's what's weird about it. It's like 
Oh, ooh, sugar, gross. Corn syrup. Now yeah. that's the ticket. Yeah, we have anything that involves sweetness. You Man. don't want the American version. You know what? You know what's good? Chocolate. You know what's better? Whatever scientific thing they went through to make chocolate harder to melt and gave it that really bitter yeah. taste. That's the good stuff. What are you doing? You're right next to Europe. The the candy factory of Europe and and you're choosing to import a bunch of crap from the United well, States. Well, the UK does good chocolate too. Do they? Mm, uh, I don't know about got, it anymore. They it's got been that a while. chocolate orange. It's pretty tasty. Yeah. Anyway, final headline. Billy Crystal got super stoned inside an MRI machine after eating too many weed gummies, then asked for Taco Bell. I would absolutely not like to be in a MRI machine high. Yeah, he, so he said he got high because he was worried he'd be, get, get anxious inside the MRI machine. I'm like, yeah, so that seems like the exact reason why you'd want to avoid, like... Billy getting, Crystal doesn't touch Xanax. Getting super high in a confined space where just the loudest fucking sound you've ever heard is yeah. going around your body. He's like, maybe it'll be like one of those uh, little floating balls where you go inside and float. Oh, yeah. I've done that. I haven't. It's not that great. Mm. The water's very salty. But, uh, yeah, he... Uh, Billy you Chris, tasted the water? <laughs> well, no, it gets in your eyes. It's just, like, mm. everywhere. If you you, can, if you accidentally splash, like, the air is salty. It's, it's very salty. Mm. But, um, yeah, Billy Crystal, uh, there's your tip. Don't... don't do too many edibles if you're about to get an MRI scan. I feel like the Taco Bell thing's a bit. It's not like he was yeah, on like... I, I think that's a yeah, bit. Yeah, it wasn't like he was on, uh, you know, laughing Hey, Doc, gas. can I get some Taco Bell in here? Yeah. It's I'm, not like he was... I'm fucking baked, by when the way. They, when they put you under and you come out and you're all, you're all kinds of fucking saying weird shit. Yeah. I don't think it was like that. He was just like, oh, hey, you know, be uh, you know, I'm not doing much. You know, it'd be funny if I got really high and asked for Taco Bell. You, give it, you know what? These doctors, these nurses, they've been working really hard for you. You know what they need? A little laughs. bit of comedy. A little bit of laughs. Yeah. Do the old Patch Adams on this. And Oscar I'm not going to charge you for it either. Yeah. Yeah. I hosted the Oscars multiple times, but you can have that one for free. And uh, the only thing I've seen him do recently is sit at on, on the court of the Clippers games. He's there every game. He loves those Clippers. He sure does. Anyways, that's it for Weekly Weird News this week. Be sure to uh, check out our most recent videos. Oh, be sure to subscribe to the channel. Yeah. Uh, comment for engagement, Subscribe, like, bell, comment. and then uh, watch our most recent videos. Uh, both have uh, a lot to do with OnlyFans. Uh, one is an update to the other. But uh, yeah, just check out our videos over here, and uh, we'll see you very soon for another week down in the content mines. Just picking away at it. See you then.